My dear friends, good morning. How are you all doing this morning? Good. It is a beautiful day that the Lord has made for us today. Welcome to the C2 service here at Community Church, where by the grace of God, we all are welcomed, we all are affirmed, we all are loved, and that is truly a blessing, and it is a blessing to be in worship with you all here this morning. We're going to be talking today a little bit about wrestling with God, uh, both literally, actually, and of course, figuratively. Uh, has anybody ever felt like they've wrestled with uh, God or their spirituality or anything like that? Show of hands. Am I the only one? Well, what I'd like to uh, have us think about today in, in the context of wrestling with God is, is really how we wrestle sometimes to, to make sure God is at the forefront of our lives. I think that's when we kind of start to get into a little bit of trouble, is if we're not always remembering to put God first ahead of whatever else might be troubling us or whatever we might be going through. And that is the way that we are always, always pulled forward. And um, I think we can pull ourselves forward here this morning by kind of inviting God to join us in the house today. So if you are willing, if you are able, if you would like to, let us stand, let us sing, let's welcome God into the house this morning. Oh 
a little bit better. All right. Now I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Uh, Please be seated, friends. Would you uh, take a moment to join me in prayer? Gracious and loving God, we thank you for the opportunity to be here together. It is truly a blessing. We ask that you guide us, Lord, as we are wrestling with things in our own lives. And we ask, Lord, that you remind us how fruitless it is to try to wrestle with you in our spiritual life. Help us, Lord. Help us to keep you first so that you may always be the light, the guide, and the love that we need to get us through our daily lives. Hear us, Lord, as we continue in song, calling out to you this morning. Amen. Just wait. 
Join me, please. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship Your holy.
Christ is literally washing over us right now. Let's take a minute to spread it and share it with each other. Let us greet each other. Let us say hello to old friends, new friends. May the peace of Christ be with you. That's always my, one of my favorite parts of the service, to hear you all so joyful and greeting each other and, and passing the, priest, the peace of Christ along to each other. Uh, before we get into our scripture lesson today, I do have a few announcements. I would like to lift up all of these announcements, as always, are, are in the uh, bulletin that you have or that you can grab at the front door there. Um, there is a lot of stuff coming up now. Our Bible studies, studies are starting up again. All that information is in the bulletin. Uh, there's also an opportunity for a new Bible study based around the Netflix show, The Chosen. Uh, there's going to be an informational meeting about that today. Uh, I believe that is upstairs in the loft right after the service. Uh, we have next week is our Soul Cafe. Uh, so take, take your time to stop back and support the youth program and get some nice treats and have some fellowship with the folks from the different services and with our youth I do have some sad news this morning. Lewis Murphy, a member of our congregation, passed to glory. His funeral will be next Saturday at 11 o'clock here at the church. And at the top of one of the pages here, we will be having a very important meeting tomorrow after the, or excuse me, next Sunday after the worship services to discuss the interim period of things going on here at the church, the hiring of new ministers. It's a chance for you all to get an update. It's also a chance for you all to share your opinions and thoughts about that process. Uh, I, I highly encourage you to be there. I think it uh, would be really great if C2, this service, could have a, a strong representation at that uh, meeting. So if you can stick around after church, that would be great. So as I talked about, we are speaking about wrestling with God a little bit. And in our scripture today, there is a literal wrestling match. Uh, we are still in the book of Genesis. Uh, we're in chapter 32, and today is the story of Jacob wrestling with someone who we all interpret, or most of us interpret, as being God. And uh, they get into an actual phys physical wrestling match, and uh, it turns out that Jacob comes out on top. Uh, and uh, God, or this man, they say it's a man in the scripture, but we're, again, we're assuming it's God. Gives, gives him a little something to remember the wrestling match by. So he, he takes a little piece of his hip, so he's got to walk with a little bit of a hitch for the rest of his life. But he's very impressed, uh, and he ultimately names Jacob Israel, which, if you don't know, a good little nugget, the word Israel means the people that wrestle with God, which is kind of interesting. Um, and so as we're kind of going through the Scripture, we're thinking about uh, the ways that we are kind of wrestling to try to get things from God, to try to grab blessings from God instead of letting them come freely and, and, and having them uh, come to us without having to struggle and, 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 and make that ask, that want. So let's hear the scripture, the word of the Lord today. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket. And Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And then he said, Jacob. Then the man said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, 
For you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. God is indeed steadfast. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. God is steadfast even when we forget God. God never forgets us. Please pray with me. We thank you, God, for this spectacular day that you have made for giving us life and breath to rise from sleep to praise you. We ask that you would open our lives today with the vulnerability of receiving the blessing that you intend for us. As you open our eyes to see and our ears to hear this fresh word, illumine us, awaken us, fill us and renew us that all manner of things may be made well. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be an acceptable offering. For you, O God, are our rock and our redeemer. We're so grateful. Amen. Good morning, beloved. You've come to worship this morning to receive God's blessing. When we say, God bless you, at the sound of a sneeze, we're extending the promise of God's intimate presence to be with you, surrounding us with a cloud of grace, whatever our circumstances. God blesses us with grace. God blesses us with grace, whatever our circumstances. God blesses us with unmerited love, which we can't earn and we can't take away. God's intention for our flourishing life precedes any action at all on our part. And we can no more make blessing appear than we can control the number of our days or the rolling of the earth toward the sun at every new dawning. Whether worshiping in situ this morning in community hall or here in the sanctuary, at home or on the road in this country or across the globe, we all desperately need blessing. We share this profound human need. We reach towards blessing with our tiny fists from the moment when we're first born, and we discover over time that there's not one lasting joy without it. Pastor Lloyd John Ogilvie once observed that when what oxygen is for the lungs and protein is for the body, blessing is for our souls. Let me tell you a story. You see here this morning a sculpture that was given to me by a church that I once served. This is a sculpture that uh, you'll notice has two figures striving against one another, and you're welcome after worship to come up and take a closer look. This sculpture tells the story of Jacob and the stranger wrestling at daybreak. When the dawn came, the stranger struck Jacob in the hip, knocking it out of joint. 
Yet Jacob fought on, unwilling to release his grip on the strange night visitor until he received a blessing. At dawn, the figure asks to be released, but Jacob responded, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So the figure said to Jacob, what is your name? And after Jacob responded with his name, the one with whom Jacob wrestled all night said, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. And then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. It's the same question Moses asked God at the burning bush, and God wouldn't answer then either. God said to Moses, I am the I am. And in this case, why do you ask my name? And there the stranger representing in this story the presence of God did bless Jacob. And Jacob then called the place Peniel, saying, for I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. Listen today for the secret of your blessed life, revealed here so long ago at daybreak. This was Jacob's story, but it's our story too. But first, take a moment to reflect with me on what brought Jacob to this place. You heard a little bit about it a few moments ago. You may recall this ancient story about two fraternal twin brothers, Jacob and Esau. The first was, grew up to be a smooth man, and Esau grew up to be a hairy man. At that time and throughout most of history, even in my grandparents' time, the firstborn sons in many cultures inherit most of the material goods and property after the father dies. As the patriarch of the family prepares to leave this world, he blesses the one who inherits whatever legacy the elder will leave behind. Jacob desperately wanted and felt he deserved this blessing. As the second son, born later by just moments, Jacob arrived into the world grasping on the heel of his brother Esau who came first. Jacob conspired as a grown man with his mother to trick his brother out of his father's blessing. When Esau went out for the hunt on that day, Jacob put on a fur coat to, to mimic the hairy man brother and went to his nearly blind father to ask for and receive a stolen but legally binding blessing, as legally binding as a will. This set Jacob up for life. Wealthy in cattle and goods, lands and servants, Jacob's heirs would want for nothing. In the cold light of day, Jacob secured his future through his own striving and subsequent successes. He thought he was in control of his universe, and he knew the power that comes from being blessed with earthly riches. Yet Jacob only lived half a life. He felt guilty for what he had done. He feared his brother's revenge and looked over his shoulder every day of his life for the inevitable consequence of his greed. On that night by the river in the dark, he discovered the possibility for a deeper, richer, flourishing life, free from the guilt that had plagued him from the moment of his deception. 
in the dark by the river, God released Jacob from the chronic fear that his brother Esau would come after him and kill him, which he secretly knew he deserved. Jacob strove all night, wrestling to obtain what he could not grasp of his own accord. But Because you see, no matter what he did, it would never be enough. Jacob was wealthy beyond measure, yet his soul was not at peace. Now, some would say that Jacob was simply a prudent person. He was a good businessman, a faithful man whose priority was to care for his family and future generations. How unfair that the firstborn gets everything anyway. However, Jacob learned in the hardest ways that true blessings can only be received as gift. Stolen blessings may offer short-term rewards, yet they leave us wounded and limping for life. We all long for blessing. We want to know that we're okay, that we're loved, that we're cherished, that we are enough. We need such blessing. And when we have it, we can live light-hearted, joy-filled, and free. Without it, we willfully insist and attempt to control every aspect of life because at the core, we are afraid, profoundly afraid, that we're inadequate, that we're not enough. Some of us fear snakes and alligators. The news in Florida isn't helping me any on that one. We fear going broke. We fear being left alone. We're afraid of people who don't look like they fit in as if they might bring us to harm. And we're afraid of the power of people who see the world differently than we do. We're afraid to succeed because somebody might expect more from us. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid to age, to lose our vitality, our hair, our health. We're afraid of things that go bump in the night that we cannot see. God blesses us with increased virtue and developed character when we trust God through all of our fearful and troubled times. God blesses us when we seek intimacy with God despite our doubts and our fears. When we trust God wholly, God shapes us and remakes us into our best humanity, free from the guilt and shame that binds so many of us, free from the fear and the need to control that governs so much of human life. One of my colleagues recently said, you know, I'm doing just great, but it's all those controlling adults out there that are making me crazy. There's no small measure of control and the lobbying and fighting for it going on in our world right now. Those around us long for our blessing, as Jacob longed for his father's blessing, yet it is the only thing most wanted that we simply cannot give unless we first received. And we first receive it from the only one who can give it to us. You see, God's blessing is life's most precious and prized possession. I remember the day my father, blessed by God, then blessed me. Some of you know this story. It was graduation day at Yale Divinity School. 
And my father gathered with my mother and some family and friends, and he was a man of very few words. And he was sitting over in the windowsill, and he said, I have something to say. And I thought, oh, Lord, what's my dad going to say next? He said, you have done enough. You are enough. You already have another master's degree. This is the second. You worked on a doctorate. You don't have to do another thing to receive my blessing. I bless you and release you to the life that belongs to you, not to me. It was the best gift my father ever gave to me. The blessing that I longed to receive. When we live the entirety of our lives striving for blessing, we may look to the world like we have it all. The best house, the finest cars, brilliant, well-educated, and accomplished children. We say things like, I'm blessed with good health. I'm blessed with a partner who loves me. I'm blessed with friends and things I love to do. One of you in C2 says, and you hear me this morning, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Right, Tony? I'm blessed with friends and things. My life is blessed, and so it is. While there's nothing wrong with enjoying these markers of a good life, we humans have a tendency tendency to think the blessings we reach for on our own are sufficient. We pray for good weather, for our golf game, and our favorite team to win on Sunday, and for the market to recover so we can take that trip to wherever and not have to worry about how we're going to pay for it. We settle for Sunday brunch with our friends and an extra hour to linger over the paper. These are all really good things to be sure. Yet we come here because we long for more than half a life, good as it is. We come to church to ask God to help us reimagine through God's good news what our life can be. We come to church to experience God's light shining in the darkness, striving alongside and with us for the blessing that will come when we keep showing up to receive it and to remember who we are and to whom we belong. In seasons of sorrow as well as joy. You see, at a time when the world increasingly settles for half measures, a half life, the church continues to stand as a beacon of light and hope for a flourishing life, blessed by God alone, who desires all good things for all of us. All good things include long seasons of abundance when all goes according to plan. We're grateful for those seasons. And all good things include the ways that God shapes and forms and blesses us equally through the dark nights of our soul. Our family recently passed through such a dark night. For the past several weeks, one of my closest colleagues, Reverend Dale Rosenberger, has been in the hospital critically ill. I asked you a few weeks ago to pray for him. You met him earlier this year when he brought a message about friendship as our guest preacher. Do some of you remember him? My husband, Ellis, and I pray for him daily, along with our clergy colleagues around the country. He is family to us, as deep friendships formed through bonds of faith can be. Through it all, we knew that he might die. At times, it seemed as if his life hung in the balance. 
We wrestled in the night and uttered anguished prayers on behalf of one we loved and his wife, Cecile. And what we learned in the watches of the night, you may already know. When one of us does die, as we all do, as we all will, we say and we affirm what we believe. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to God through Christ, the one who reigns over the living and the dead. God blesses us with abundant lives by day, and God also blesses us through our deepest struggles in the night. Looking back, we often see God's hand upon us through our most challenging of times. It looks as if our beloved friend has turned the corner and over time will likely fully recover. We're blessed by God with more years likely to enjoy our friendship this side of heaven. Yet God would have blessed us equally had our friend gone to glory with profound gratitude for our shared years of friendship as followers of the way of Jesus. Friendship grounded in our mutual faith that endures the test of time. We think we have to wrestle God and everybody else to the ground to receive the blessing we deserve. As it turns out, we only have to ask for it, show up, receive it. Free gift. When you look back on your life, you may discover that you've been profoundly blessed all along. Even when life has sometimes seemed unbearably difficult, God has brought you safely through to the other side. You may bear the wounds, the scars of whatever battle you faced or are facing still. Whatever you've done, wherever you've been, whatever brought you to this place today, God desires a flourishing life for you now. In one of my favorite books, Learning to Walk in the Dark, theologian Barbara Brown Taylor writes this. At this point, I'm more afraid of what I might leave out of life than what I might let in. With limited time left on this earth, I want more than the top half of things, the spirit but not the flesh, the presence but not the absence, the faith but not the doubt. This late in life, I want it all. Jacob wanted it all, and God gave it to him. After God blessed Jacob at daybreak, Jacob crossed the river to encounter his estranged brother, a strange brother waiting on the other side. Esau embraced him and forgave him, setting him free to live. If you want it all, you've come to the right place. Come back next week and the week after and the week after that. And if you care at all about your circle of family and friends, bring them along too. Why? Because here in this place, like no other, you will receive and remember God's priceless blessing for a flourishing, abundant life. May God bless you, beloved friends. May it be so. Amen.
together, friends, and just breathe in the Spirit of the Lord. (sighs) Let's start our prayer together. If any of us have folks that are heavy on our hearts that we are thinking about, that we love, that needs a little bit of extra special prayer, 
Let's take the first moment of our prayer together to either lift those up in silence or lift them up out loud so the Lord can hear. Uh, Let's pray together, friends. Nicholas. Loving, wonderful, amazing creator, we offer these names up to you along with the names of ourselves as we know, Lord, that we are here and we are imperfect, but you love us anyway. Many of us are scared, Lord, or struggling or striving to get past something that is blocking us from putting you first. And Lord, you love us anyway. Please, God, help us to remove these roots, these shackles, these things that keep us down and do not allow us to fully understand how important you are in our lives every single minute of every single day. Help us to not try to wrestle the blessings that you give us from your hands, but just to know that all we have to do is ask and you will give it to us freely and always. It might not always be the moment that we expect it, but Lord, help us to understand that the blessings always do come. Help us to find them, Lord. Help us to take them. Help us to pass those blessings to others as that is what you expect of us as we ask all these things of you. We ask them in the name of Jesus the Christ, your son, who taught us to pray together. Our Father... Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Strong and mighty, freedom is in his name. 
up in the gates of heaven Lift up a shout of praise There is a lion roaring Jesus the King of glory Nations bow Mountains shake At the sound just one name over all Jesus reigns and all nations bow mountains shake at the sound just one name over all Jesus reigns wrestle to be in touch with that king of glory and to receive all the blessings that God bestows upon us. Go in peace, my dear friends, and may the grace and love of God be with you now and always. Let's keep God first. God bless.